0: This is episode number 309, Do All Stories Have a Lesson? with Lachelle Atkins, Kayla Pearson, and Summer Watson. Welcome, my name is Oleg Gloheed, and this is the Overcoming Odds Podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who have overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you, to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your false potential. Before we get into today's episode, I would like to make a few quick announcements, the first one being in regard to our weekly conversation that takes place every single Tuesday at 10.05 a.m. Central Time hosted through LinkedIn and Facebook Live, where we explore the connection between one's personal narrative and the topics of grief, resilience, gratitude, appreciation, and many other topics. If you feel that this is of interest to you, please consider joining us on any of the Tuesdays, where you'll be able to share your own insights and perspectives as it relates to each and every single topic. The second announcement that I wanted to make is in regard to our work. And that is, if our work has had any form of impact in your life, please consider supporting our cause by either making a contribution through our website at Overcoming Odds. today, or leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google. Now, let's get back to the show. And that you're is you're because... Back.
1: You're,
2: back. Oh, you're
0: back. I'm back. Yes. Um, okay. That's important, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I know. I wonder sometimes at the beginning. Were you able to hear me at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because sometimes just due to technical difficulties, it cuts out, and so I wonder if I'm just sitting there and talking to myself. And (laughs) unfortunately, (laughs) I'm sure all of us have been there before. Oh yeah. And you know, it it happens from time to time. And I remember Mm -hmm. one time it happened to me, and I was uh, looking back at the whole recording. I was like, wow, I really just talked to myself for five minutes straight. (laughs) And no, no one else was able to help me out. But that was a great story because in it, there was a huge lesson. And that's as much as I wanted to prepare for the show and test all the equipment and everything, uh, life just had its own course. And something happened along the way and I lost audio and, and times where I've lost visual. Visual, So I'm curious, and, and maybe this is the w- best way to even start, it, start this off, is do you believe every story has a lesson? And if so, have have there been times where maybe you haven't found that lesson or is that simply an aspiration that we wish to have in our lives that every story has that lesson, has that takeaway? Mm
2: -hmm. Is that,
0: is that a construct that we create with our minds?
2: Mm -hmm. Good question.
0: Yeah. Summer, would you like to kick us off?
2: Sure. Absolutely. So First of all, thank you, Oleg, for inviting me here today. And I'm excited because I never met Caleb and Lachelle I've met before and she's been on my podcast. So I'm so pleased to meet someone new and then also connect with someone I haven't connected with in some time. So thanks for having me on the show. So I would say that stories are, are unique and they're unique to everyone, right? And I love stories that have meaning. And yet, I think it's about perception. So, whether or not someone, as you said in your own mind, whether or not someone kind of can draw out the story and what is a story? Do they all have, do, do stories all have intention and meaning? And I really think that has to do with the perception of the individual and what they garner or gain from A, B, or C in regards to what they read. But I don't think a story necessarily always has to have a meaning, it can have a subject, but not necessarily a meaning all the time.
0: So do you think that's simply, is it something that, cause I've been curious about this and, and actually, before I proceed, I wanna say hi to John, who joined us here from LinkedIn. Um, John, welcome to our story. And I, I'm I'm curious when it comes to this concept of wanting every story to carry meaning, Is that just our mind speaking to us? Is that our mind wanting? Is that the only way we can create meaning out of this world? I guess that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Is through the lessons and the stories that we create.
2: And again, I think that, um, let's say for instance, I'm reading a statistic problem. And for me, I can throw that statistic problem out the door and it has no (laughs) meaning for me. But for the mathematician or for somebody else, it may. And so that's how my brain, might wrap itself around maybe that, that meaning or not. So, and if I can relate to it in some way. So I think there's relatability, what we've been through. There's many factors that contribute to whether or not a story has meaning. And I don't think that it just has to do with mind. I think it's how, what your experience is as well. There's so many factors that play into whether a story has meaning or not. I think.
0: Mm-hmm. Michelle?
1: Um, Well, thanks again, Oleg, for having me. And it's great to see you again, Summer, and you, Caleb. Um, I have a different outlook. I think that every story has a lesson. Um, Now, you know, I always divide my life into two different um, uh, places, you know, depression mind and post-depression mind. And after coming out of my depression, I think that I have embraced every opportunity as an opportunity to teach me something. So when I look at events or circumstances, you know, I just look at it for trying to understand the value and meaning from it rather than being so self-absorbed about things happening to me. And I don't know, there was a transformation of my mindset from being a victim to now, really embracing life and recognizing the power that I have through the choices that I make. So even just having a conversation, choosing from the very beginning to be committed to finding value in that in some way. So for me, I think everything does have a meaning. And I think stories are important because they help us to capture a lot of relevance across different areas. So for example, you know, as you mentioned statistics, Summer, you know, if you have a story that goes with those statistics, you're going to be able to recall a lot more information uh, if you're able to capture that in the story. So I don't know, but it's still a great um, conversation because, you know, perception is important, I believe, and, you know, how you interpret the lesson What it means to you can be based on your knowledge or your ignorance. So great. How do you know
0: when you have learned a lesson? Because I found myself many times relearning the same lesson over and over and over and over again. And I'm curious, is that, is that just a journey that many, or maybe all of us go through just variations of the same lesson?
1: Well, I think like even if you're having the same thing happen over and over again, you're aware of that. And I think when you're willing to tell the truth about something to yourself, because it really doesn't matter what anybody else says, if you're still having the same experience over and over again. You know, some people may notice, some may not, but still you're living that. So I think really understanding when you decide to do something different or feel that you're empowered to do something different. Um, There's so many things that we just do on autopilot. I was listening earlier to a podcast and it was talking about the importance of meditation because it allows you to make conscious decisions rather than making mindless decisions. So if you think about it, If you just grab a bag of chips and you just sit there doing other things, you're mindlessly eating and you may eat the whole bag rather than being conscious and pouring out a specific amount in a bowl and just eating that. So there's a lot of. I've been there.
0: I've been there many times.
1: So there's a lot of things that we do mindlessly, you know, the same thoughts, same routines, habits. But the more you can be conscious to be present, to decide if that serves you or not, the more empowered you be.
0: Yeah, I've been there many times. And I I've also, it's interesting that you bring up the concept of routines and being mindful about those routines. I'm even finding myself now, I've realized that the more open I become to the fact that the world is gray and that there's not necessarily one way of achieving one success and all these things, mm-hmm. that the more um, the more open I had to be with the routine and with the process. Mm-hmm. I was the type of person that believed in the story for many years that if I wake up and I do meditate, read, journal, visualize, blah, 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 that I would become that ultimate version that I'm striving for. And I think all those things contribute to it. But ultimately, what I started to realize was that I was setting myself up for a journey that literally was not feasible for who I was, nor the time that I was given in the mornings. And then afterwards, I would feel the disappointment. And so it's taken me many years to learn that lesson that whatever the routines were five, 10 years ago may not be the same routines today. There might be different things that are going to literally, I'm going to have to do. I think there was a, a phrase, I don't remember who said it, but it was something along the lines of what got you here may not get you there. Hmm. It's so I, true.
1: I think that's interesting. I think you know there is a place for routines that help you to um if you if you align the routine with the law. Okay, so you know we know gravity if you go up you're going to come down. So really finding ways that you can align your beliefs or habits around laws that just work, you know what I mean? Like we get up in the morning and we have a hygiene routine, you know, because it's important because that affects, you know, our body and health and things like that. So I think when you're thinking about these routines, finding laws that align with that as well as principles that work for you, you know, um, kindness, You know, you can go outside and just have a bad attitude, but it's not going to get you much, right? Because you're going to draw that energy towards you. So thinking about, hey, how I feel right now, I don't have to carry that with me all day. I can leave that at my house or leave that at this place where I'm at and not carry that to the next place, you know, and be someone that attract something good. So I think um, that is something good to be, to uh, ponder as well.
3: Caleb? Let me just first say, it's great to be here. I am really happy. I am just celebrated um, uh, my 35th blessing on this planet. So, thank you. <laughs> it's good to see you, Michelle, and Summer, Dr. Watson. And oh, it's great to see all of you here and man, this is a great topic. Uh it's always a great topic whenever we're on this and having these discussions. Um I see both uh both what Summer was saying and what you were you were saying, Michelle, and I would I would say for me, um what is a lesson? A lesson occurs when uh, when something is talked and then learned, right? We talked about um, learning something, and then, Oleg, you said that you, you feel like you've had repeated um, experiences in your story where you maybe have learned the same thing over and over. But then I question, right, did you actually learn something, right? Or did you learn it? But maybe there's more to learn from that experience if you're having to review it over again. Uh, I think lessons um, and everybody's story, uh, I think it's all circumstantial based off of the individual. Uh, Every story has, you know, I do a lot of writing. So, you know, I'm I'm over here jotting myself down. But uh, no, every story has the potential to be a lesson. Uh, depending on the individual and that, I love what you said, uh, Lachelle, about mindfulness, um, mm-hmm. making mindful decisions over mindless decisions, being aware. So um, as you're going throughout your life and you're experiencing different things in life, sorry, my dogs, and um, you make a mindful decision to learn from whatever it is you're experiencing, it takes me back to uh, whenever you were on my podcast, so like the first time we met, and we talked about your story, and somewhere in there, we talked about the things that you have learned, uh, maybe now that you experienced a long time ago. So you may have uh, lived or gone through something, uh, been a part of somebody else's story, or building onto your own that just was not applicable for you to pull something from at the time. But when revisited, you can pull something from it now. And you may be able to pull something completely different five, 10 minutes. We always talk about the the object of time, um, the subject of time uh, and how time, even a fleeting second can change everything. I could have a completely different lesson uh, pulling from this conversation 10 seconds from now than I would sitting right here. Or I could pull nothing because I'm aware of uh the fact that I'm trying to pull something, I'm trying to learn something. Um that's that's what my podcast is about, is about people's story and pulling a lesson from that. Um, and just like what you all said, I always equate it to like reading the Bible, right? Um, there's a bunch of stories in the Bible and there's interpretations. But, uh, I could sit here and read, um, John 316 and it means something completely different, um, to me than it does to Summer or the show or you, based off of what's going on in your life. So, uh, we, and you talked about routine. That's that system one over system two thinking. Um, just things that just kind of occur naturally. Um, we just, you don't think about the route that you drive home to work every day. Um, or the route that you drive to work every day. Um, so it's really hard to pull a lesson out of the mundane um, when you are just experiencing it over and over. But when you attach that mundane to purpose, meaning, principles, laws, well, then therefore,
0: um, there can be a lesson to pull. But yeah, this is kind of my take on it. <laughs> so if I'm understanding correctly, based on what everyone ha- has shared, and anyone can. Please chime in on all those, but is a le- is is finding a lesson is that simply a matter of perspective, as far as how one is looking at the story.
2: I would love to jump in here, for a of second. course, Okay, so there's so many things that have been said, so many things that are just, ah! and I'm like you, Caleb. I'm writing notes, and I'm like so excited to, you know, talk about this. But so there was routines. There's ego. From my perspective, and what I bring to some of this conversation as well is the clinical aspect of this, and so that's personality, that's personal awareness. There's, from a, a clinician perspective, I look at people from a multidimensional aspects. We we don't all function the same way, we don't all think the same way. When we bring personality into it, one of the things that is a big flag for me, and we talked a little bit about this earlier, Elaine about different types of personalities. One of those personalities is antisocial personality. And when we think about antisocial personality from a lay person's perspective, a lot of times we think, oh, somebody's not very social. And, and that's not really what we're talking about in a clinical perspective. We're talking about somebody who's shut down, who doesn't have awareness about space, somebody else's being, respecting that. And And how somebody might go about hurting somebody else and being shut down inside. So if they're looking at, as you said, Caleb, a story, their interpretation may be way off and different, and they might not even get what that meaning is or that tension is. So, you know, when I think about all these different factors, we just as human beings, as we well know, function differently. We interpret differently based on As Alfred Adler would say, who is one of the fathers of uh, individual psychology, he believed, and I'm an Adler, and he believed that humans are not solely determined by hereditary or environment, but we have the capacity to interpret, influence, and create our own Mm effects. And that could be based off of ego, that could be based off experience, that could be based off many things. You also mentioned one other thing, Caitlin, you also mentioned going from home to work and kind of zoning out. And you mentioned this too, LA. that's a dissociative phase right there. And it's because we are on autopilot. And that is when our brains begin to just shut down. We know the routine. We go from A to B. We're so used to it that it's just like, okay. And you, and you think about how did I get here so fast? Because you do it every day. It's that routine. You almost get like go into that, diso- especially with driving that dissociative disorder. So, with that said, make sure you pay attention, even if it's a routine, because you just never know what's going to happen. But, like you said, Caleb, it's moment to moment, right? So, as an undergrad, I was an English major, and many of the stories that I was drawn to as a little kid, I still was drawn. Were, I was drawn to those stories later on. So, some of my favorite authors were like E.B. White, um, Hans Christian Anderson. Um, and the. I love biographies. I don't really like those books like um, where you you learn to be an entrepreneur. I like biographies because I can take the lessons out of those. And for me, there's meaning, there's intention, there's purpose, there's all these various things and how somebody approaches life and their goals. So for me, I love to draw out that meaning, but that's different for every single person based on all these different variables. So I don't discount. I might not be a spiritual person and yet the way I read the Bible and the way I interpret it might be very different than the way Caleb interprets it. Mm -hmm. But then again, I might be, because I went to Catholic school and how that looked at studying theory every day, you know, and then going to church on Sundays, how I interpret that might look very different because of um, those social experiences. So as humans, I think we are just multidimensional. And with that said, I think we bring a lot into how we interpret Based on all those different factors that you had mentioned, routines, ego, personality, all the things that you guys have mentioned. So, it, this is such a great conversation.
3: Um, yeah. Oh, sorry. go ahead, Caleb. Oh, uh, no, I, you know, all of that talking is just, and then I was thinking about what you were saying, Summer, and then what you had said about um, having previous experiences and feeling like you're learning the same lesson over and over again. And I'm like, Hey, wait, I do that too. And I'm thinking about, (laughs) about accountability, accountability, right? Um, Wow. Like this is huge because um, you know, I talk about ignorance, right? Um, Being uh, you're not held accountable if you don't know, right. Um, There's a lot of, things like stereotypes, things like that, right? You're not held accountable if you don't know. But once you are then aware, you then have learned a lesson, you now have the knowledge, then you are held accountable for your actions thereafter. So then anything good or bad that happens is intentional because you know, right? So then that made me question, what makes us keep making the same decisions that are maybe toxic, that maybe, for instance, Um, a relationship that I held on to for three years that I knew was toxic. I learned my lesson the first time, but I kept going back. Or you hear the stories about, you know, uh, for instance, you know, my family, when there's domestic issues going on, there's a lesson that has been learned in that journey, in that story, whether it be a horror or whatever, but you keep making the same decisions and find you're learning that lesson over and over again it's not that you forgot but then it happens and you're like oh yeah i've been here before so maybe then your decisions and how you react to that changes every time but maybe is it that we decide to continue to go back to that to see if we can change the outcome because now i'm accountable what do y'all think well
1: i think um that's a great point. Um, let me see, I'm writing down this so I don't forget. Uh, I think it det- it is determined based on your level of engagement in the story. Uh, a lot of times we just discount some information in a story because we think it doesn't pertain to us or, you know, it's not important. We validate sometimes the information. But I think the more If we have a a mindset of approaching a story, any story as a lesson, we begin to ask questions and questions really allow us to be more involved in the story and learn a deeper meaning from it. So uh, I was uh, listening to Greg Reed, who wrote uh, the book Three Feet from Gold, and he said there's a... uh, There's something we can learn from clues and patterns. So he said, if I go to pick a young lady up and she's late, that's a clue. But if every time I go pick her up, she's late, that's a pattern. So what a lot of times we do is we ignore patterns. Maybe they are familiar or we see them in ourselves so we don't take heed to them. Which could send us on that journey of doing the same thing over and over again because we are kind of um, on autopilot about things that are familiar. You know, you just end up like, you know, someone could talk crazy to you or yell whenever you talk to them because you do it. So you don't really notice it. It's kind of like having a blind spot, you know, but if we are conscious of understanding, uh, is this something that I want to change? then we may be even more cognizant of it if we see it in other people because we don't we don't like it in ourselves and we're looking at man this is what I look like you know so i think it's just based on the person's level of deciding to be engaged in the story because i think we could find a lesson in everything but are we willing to do that inner work You know, because it again, we're back to the perspective of, you know, how I interpreted the lesson or what it means to me, you know, based on me being actively engaged in that can be something totally different. You know, we could be talking about yelling and for somebody that's coming from a background of domestic abuse, that might be a trigger. Whereas me, I'm like, hey, you know what? I just don't approve of people talking to me like that. So I just shut down and I don't let it bother me. But for someone else, it could be something different. So that's where that background and all the other uh, elements beyond the story come into play.
0: Summer,
2: yeah, I um, there's just so much there. So first, you know, Caleb had mentioned um, accountability when he first started talking about accountability. And if you don't know something and you don't know that you need to be accountable um, and forgive me if I summarize that incorrectly, but let's say for the law and you look at the law and even though you may not have been aware of something, but you to pardon it, that ignorance doesn't allow you off the hook mm. because the law does not allow for, you know, not charging. So there's there might be like crimes of passion. Um, second degree murder. That's why we have all these different charges because of the awareness, planning, pre planning, all those various things, right. And so it's in in regards to behavior and learned behavior, that could be what we call like that cyclical behavior, right. And you may be aware that, you know, what you're exposed to. So if for example, I was aware that when my dad would hit people, you know, and abuse people. That was something that I didn't want to ever see in my life. Mm -hmm. That's not something that I wanted to, I didn't believe that you should ever have your hands on anybody or that you, and that was part of my story. But the way other people in the family might've interpreted that, interpreted that might've been different. Mm -hmm. Or it might've been that they responded, reacted versus responded. And then that cyclical cycle, continued, right? Because of that awareness or lack of awareness. And again, I go back to when I talk about multidimensional aspects of human functioning, and I go back to the clinical aspect of this, there might just be people, and I've seen these people, I've worked in human services, in locked facilities, I assess people who were homicidal, gravely disabled, suicidal, you name it, and there were people who were just shut down inside absolutely shut down and when you say okay but why did you put that cat in the microwave i don't know i just wanted to did you think about it no and there's a flat affect there's a and where at what point did they shut down at what point did the story did their their life or their what was happening in their life shut them down where they didn't garner that story anymore or the intention or the meaning behind, well, that's a living human. That's a living thing. That's meaningful to somebody. Why are you doing it? Don't know. So there's a lot of like, I when I see people, I really, you know, especially when we're looking at like the whole cultural aspect and inclusivity and stuff like that as well. We have to remember that we all think, we've experienced, we've lived, we've we've all these different things are so different that are we ever gonna meet eye to eye? Well, in some aspects, yes. In others, because of what has influenced us, how we see the world, what we draw from, you know, our ego, our you know, our awareness our exposure like you're on this grand tour a right now i don't have nearly the ex- exposure to the world necessarily i i'm a world traveler but the way that you're traveling is a different way of traveling seeing the world so i may not understand what that looks like for you
1: so well you know i think um you bring up a good point about um the self-awareness you know um Even in the case of the person with the microwave, to me, it sounds like um, there is a point to where the consciousness doesn't seem present. And, you know, having that awareness, it to me is symbolic to having the consciousness, to recognizing that I do have a choice because we have thoughts all the time, but we consciously choose which one we're going to act on. You know, people can say, I don't feel like going to work today, but, you know, they have to go to work because it's like they're thinking about, well, I do have these bills I have to pay. And, you know, if I don't go to work, you know, we begin to go down that rabbit hole. So there is a level of deciding and we're back to decision making. A lot of people just be mindless because they don't think that they have a decision to make, but being mindless is a decision because you don't take action or you continue on that road without doing something different to interrupt that pattern.
0: I also think that there's uh I read this in thinking, grow rich, and I think all three of you have read, read this book. So please help me. Uh, Fill in the blank for where I'm going to miss certain parts. But when he was talking about, remember the part where he was talking about the forces that actually dictate much of our lives. So it was like sex, money, uh, a couple others that were really, really strong. And going back to Caleb's point, I think one of the reasons why I found myself in not wanting to change and repeating the same story. So returning back to a relationship that I knew for a fact did not serve me and I was not serving it because once I became aware of the fact that relationship was not serving me, I understood very quickly that I was not going to serve it. So I canceled myself out with that awareness. One of the reasons why I think uh, I personally did not choose to take action when it came to that is because loss, uncertainty, lack of safety. Knowing that I'm going to have to go out in the world and create a new friendship, or I'm going to have to fall back on some of the people closest to me to further develop some of the relationships there that can fill the holes that I'm going to create by choosing to leave the one that I'm in. So I think that's that's what ultimately what I'm realizing throughout my story. And you know, sometimes it's hard. I, I'm by no means perfect at it. I, I for a fact, I can tell you that there have been relationships. In fact, there was one recently that I was in for three to four years. It's taken me many, it's it's taken me at least one to two years to, to let go of, all for those reasons, all for the fact of thinking that, oh, I'm not going to find another person like this. What am I going to do? My safety and everything is going to be shattered. And then at that point, it, it is hard. It's hard. Uh, it's hard to make a decision, but at the same time, and Casey brought this to my attention many years ago, he said, it's only hard if you make it hard. Mm -hmm. It's all a matter of perspective.
1: And I think sometimes the mindset creates a bigger obstacle because, you know, it's familiar, but you're just like locked more into that belief, uh, And it begins to filter in different areas of your life that really makes it more of a stronghold, you know, but if we are in ego really plays a big role in this. So if you're able to really leverage against your ego and be vulnerable about things and practice that on a regular basis, then that ego won't have such a hold because the ego is like, what are other people going to think, you know, um, I'm going to look stupid, you know, or I really am alone, you know, or I'm going to be alone in this situation. And when we're ready to divorce ourselves from the fairy tale Mm. of whatever story that we've created, then we can take action quickly and minimize the feelings of that because, you know, it's like someone said, fear can feel the same as excitement. So it's back to your interpretation. You know, I think the whole thing about emotion is letting you know that this is an important decision, but are you gonna come from a place of scarcity, fear, or are you gonna come from a place of abundance and learning and creativity or whatever? You know, I mean, I think it's to be in a place to where you can feel something is important. And I just know for myself, uh, when I was dealing with depression, I didn't feel stuff. I was numb. Mm-hmm. You know, that was the way that I was able to stay on autopilot and continue to function was to cut off that emotion, you know? Uh, so I think when you're able to feel, that's what's
3: important. Um, Man, I love this conversation. Love, love, love. There's so many ways it can go. Um, and there's so much that we brought up that we could talk about. And one thing that, that kept popping up when you were talking, Summer, when you were talking, LaCelle, and then when you what you just said, Oleg, about repeating your things and becoming aware of everything that's going on in life, and that's the fear of learning because now it's on you, right? Now it's on you. I'm going to keep going back to this because um I know I I'm kind of gonna try to pretend that this isn't happening, right? Um, because if I if I learn this lesson, then now I have to face reality. Mm-hmm. Now I have to face reality and everything that comes f- with that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Summer, you talked about multidimensional aspects of human functioning. I think that's the power and the ability of our mind um, to protect our reality, right? uh by creating a safe space that may keep us from facing something uh even though we may have knowledge or we know better right maybe our mind is saying hey no whoa whoa that's a that's a dangerous place there are triggers over there let's stay over here where this reality i like this reality better We've been there before, but I like how this feels. So let's, let's stay in this area. Sometimes we got to like face reality, make that conscious decision to go ahead and explore that thing. And we talk about it all the time, Oleg. Explore the uncomfortable. Try to be comfortable with that that makes us uncomfortable. So that we can pull a lesson, not only pull that lesson, but take that lesson and put it to action. So we're not repeating some of the same things. Man, love it. Love it.
0: <laughs> sure.
2: it. And if I may just tap into that, I think that it's so important that some of the things that you raised here in regards to accountability. And I've seen extremes. Right. So I've seen selective mutation, I, I selected. You know, when somebody selectively mute, I've seen somebody's brain just shut down, and they've completely disassociated. With it's not just the driving bit, so it's because that could be that protective factor, Caleb, mm-hmm. that you're talking about, and that's why people shut down. It's not so much the ego. It's not because they don't want to be intentional. It's not because mm-hmm. it's because of life experiences that all of a sudden it's like overwhelmed and they just shut down. I've work with kids from zero, humans from zero to, you know, years down the road and to, you know, mid eighties and seeing this happen to human beings, just a shutdown. So it's like, there's so much here to talk about in regards to resistance, ego, accountability. I just, we could go on forever. I love this conversation.
0: <laughs> yeah. we, we could, we could literally go on forever know, knowing right? all of us, Uh-oh. but- out of respect for all of our time and everyone yes. else that's a part of this, how can people connect with you? Where can people learn more about who you are, what you're doing? And, Summer, I'm going to start with you.
2: Uh, they can go to, they can follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Core Women, and that's with a K, K O R E, women, and at CoreWomen.com, and also the Life, Love, and Money Show on Instagram. So, I also have that. Thank
1: you, Lachelle. Well, I just want to say thank you so much for this conversation. I have notes and I'm going to be thinking about this for the rest of the day. Okay. But um, you can just uh, connect with me through LachelleAdkins.com. I'm on all social media platforms and I'm so uh, thrilled to always talk about mental wellness. I think it is very important, especially now. Uh, so I am open to collaborate on uh, any platform about Uh, such a topic and it really is to empower moms especially as a mother of 15 you know I'm out here really trying to help people realize that if I can do it with 15 children that you can too so um, thank you again for having me today.
0: No thank you Caleb
3: Love it love it love it (laughs) love it Uh, Ignite podcast this is my podcast It existed once it's still there (laughs) There's 10 episodes. Um, Oleg's on there. A couple other people. Um, Chip Baker talks about divorcing it. Um, making decisions. That's a really good episode too, but you can, uh, find that on some, any, any podcast platform or, uh, you can go to Instagram at the underscore night podcast. Also, just hit me up here on, uh, LinkedIn. Just Caleb Pearson. Um, I'm an Air Force bleed blue instructor. Love it. Always learning and I'm pulling all the lessons from life, especially this one. Um, so yeah, love it. Thank you, Oleg, um, Michelle and Summer. It's great to meet you. I can't wait to have more conversations with you.
0: No, thank you. Thank you to all of you and and for everyone else a part of this. And like I said before, you know, I, I truly appreciate these conversations because I walk into them with one perspective, but also know that I'm here to learn. So I'm walking away with probably pages of pages of notes, as I'm sure all three of you seem like you were doing the same exact things. <laughs> so welcome to that club. But <laughs> I just, I love having these conversations because it just proves to me that in situations where I believe I know everything, I know nothing, plain mm-hmm. and simple. And mm-hmm. and I think there is tremendous beauty in that, in continuing to learn and grow from it. So. I just want to thank the three of you and everyone else for being a part of this conversation and helping me grow and and become the person that I am. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content. Also, if you like what you heard, consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook or Google so more people can find these inspiring and courageous conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next week.